Welcome to Fiberton Acres, a humorous look at husbandry, horticulture, and homesteading. Did I get it right? I usually this... do. We, we, in the title, it's horticulture first, but that's okay. It's take four. Can we just go with this one? <laughs> go with it. Okay. <laughs> really want to get it right one of these times. You know what I could do? I can write it down. You could write it down. Nah, I'd lose all the fun. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Rick. I'm Ashley. And together we're Fiber Ten Acres. Fiber Ten Acres. We need no, we don't need. We have a theme song that plays in the beginning of the podcast. Well, it's a theme song. It's not Fiber Ten Acres jingle. That's a good point. We need someone to get us a jingle. But uh, yes, speaking of, right? Did you I did notice a segue and you wrecked my have... segue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a new theme song. New theme song. Uh, we previously had Lefty Five Strings. Doing some picking and a grinning. Which was awesome, and we loved it. But, but Lefty Five Strings, well, he went and started his own podcast called Keeping Up with the Clampets. And, uh, yeah, you guys... Folks over at Vicarious Ranch. Yeah, you have to go check that out. Yeah, and the 60 Acre Baker. Yep. Uh, also, check her stuff out. Uh, it's food porn, honestly. Yeah. like So good. Yeah. We got to... We've, we've had the pleasure of getting to eat some of that food, and it's... Can we just do an episode where we just talk mm, about just the talk food about we've eaten food. over there? <laughs> That's next week on Fiberton Acres. Delicious food we've eaten. <laughs> at, at Vicarious Ranch, 50 Acre Baker. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll the just. Climates. It's we'll all just, the same place. Yeah, we'll just call it delicious food we've eaten. <laughs> It'll just happen to all be there. Oh, okay. And Pablo's Burritos. Yeah. His yeah. Burritos. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Lefty Five Strings, big shout out to him. Uh, for letting us use the song uh, for the first few podcasts. It was great. Uh, this new intro uh, is from All the Apparatus. Yeah. Um, the Off, Aeronaut. Yeah, mm -hmm. is the name of the track, The Aeronaut. It's Yeah, it's awesome. I've been obsessed with this song. I thought it was for at least a couple years. Uh, then I remembered that uh, I got this CD like before I went to China, which was like seven years ago now. So I've been obsessed with this <laughs> song for like seven years. Contacted them and yeah, they were totally down to let us use it. Yeah, so thanks to all the apparatus for letting us use this as our new intro and outro music. Totally. And uh, yeah, so that's some housekeeping. Any other housekeeping announcements? Mm, my kitty is being pretty cute she is we need to clean up in the living room a bit so that we can do the video stream because she's got her face just smashed into the couch i'm gonna do a blog post tomorrow for this so uh or by the time that this comes out there will be a blog post associated with it and i'll put a picture of her uh, so check that out. <laughs> um, that counts as housekeeping, right? New product. Yeah, new product is We need product to actually do up. housekeeping, so that way we can do this. <laughs> That's true. Our housekeeping announcement is that we need to do housekeeping. We need a housekeeper. So, so if you're in the, you're in the Wheeling Jesuit area, Wheeling Jesuit, Wheeling West Virginia area, uh, you know, hit us up. We yeah. could use a housekeeper. Um, what were you going to say? I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, there's a new product. Oh, yeah. Uh, we alluded to last week that we were going to start um, offering kits, and our first kit is up. It is an awesome um, a hand hearts hand warmer kit um, to make is your own. Is that from uh, Dirty Dancing? 
hearts and hands and warmers. No, but it should oh. be. <laughs> so I thought you were doing a pun off your favorite movie. Uh, man, I didn't even catch that. Oh, really? Good job. You, you, I'm the pun master. Yeah. I'm the pun master and you're the... Sorry, <laughs> Ghostbusters reference. Uh, anyway, hearts and hands, hands warmer. Just hearts, hearts hand hands warmers. warmers. Hearts, hand warmers? Hearts, hands warmers. It's just a, it's a knitting kit. <laughs> Comes with everything you need. Uh, we spun some awesome yarn and uh, made some little packets up, some little kits up for you um, to make some cool little hand warmers that are perfect for this time of the year and have hearts on them. So also perfect for Valentine's gifts. So go check those out at fibertonacres.com. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, is this where we jump in? So, at this this week, Ashley got to pick the subject. As I did last week. As, yeah, because she's in charge. And, <laughs> uh, but I decided I was going to do some of the research. So, I'll yeah, just... Yeah, you I'm did a, more research this time yeah, than last time. I'm just going to kick it off. Well, so what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about coyotes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Coyotes. So, uh, you know, I, I was... I didn't quite get why why we're covering it, but uh, here's the thing I found is uh, they're involved in people smuggling across the U.S.-Mexico border. Uh, smuggling should not be misinterpreted to mean human trafficking, however, because human trafficking is like taking people without them wanting to, whereas uh, um, smuggling people across the border is so getting them in. They want to come, and these people were helping them. Sort of Most like of them... Uh, their main job would be to recruit hardworking Mexicans by traveling to Mexico and transporting them to United States or hire the workers once they arrive in the United States. So There's kind of actually, I was talking about the animal coyotes. I mean, it's a fascinating and important human rights issue, but, but I mean, more to our... Our thing is coyotes, like the things that try to eat our sheep. But I mean, this goes all the way back to the Chinese Exclusion Act in 1882 wow. and the Immigration Act of 1885. When they cut the flow of the labor force uh, into the United States, the coyotes rose in prominence around that time. Uh, I, well, I, you know, now I researched everyone that. knows that. <laughs> You know, and uh, what else do I have in my notes here? Uh, oh, yeah. The Great Depression had a big rise in coyotes so... as well. So uh, I guess I can just throw away this Yeah. literally hours of research I did. Hours. Just hours yeah. scrolling through your phone. <laughs> well, yeah, but still. Still. It's research. I'm, well, I'm disappointed. Why don't you tell me about the animal, the coyote, then? Just so you know. Coyotes are very interesting to read about. Well, I'm Just sure they that. are. It is, like, an important thing and, to know yeah, about. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Maybe I'll cover it one of these times. I don't Maybe know. Maybe not on yeah. our podcast. If anybody wants podcast. me as a guest on but their yeah, podcast like... <laughs> to talk about coyotes, I now have little, literally hours of research I've done. <laughs> I could write a short book, possibly. Possibly. You, mostly it would be clippings from Wikipedia, but still. Uh, so There's probably some people who know about it a little more in depth than us, but, you know. Why don't you tell me about your animals? 
Well, I thought we were covering the animal coyote, not the people coyote. The uh, little wolf things. They're a, they're one of eight species of the Canis genus, so oh. the Canidae family, which is dog. Uh-huh. Uh So the others in that species or that uh, genus are wolves, jackals, and the common house dog, domesticated dog. So domesticated yeah. dog. So there's uh 19 subspecies of the coyote. 19 subspecies yeah. of coyote. Well, I guess that's not too surprising because there are like 38,000 subspecies of dog. Right. House dog. And all the way down to the like Welsh corgi. So, so are oh, the Welsh corgis, corgis, actually. <laughs> Welsh corgis actually have a larger range than the coyote. Did you also it, do research on the corgi? <laughs> I've, I've done that in the past. <laughs> corgis uh, are kind of cool. because Do you know do why they're named the Welsh corgi? No. Because they're from Wales. <laughs> you really thought there was going to be something more behind that, but no, they were bred in Wales, and so they're called the Welsh. Aren't they like? Weren't they? They're like mousers. mousers? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're cool. kind of getting off track from yeah. coyotes again. Sorry. We've probably my given fault. like one one fact. fact, and we're like, okay, bye, uh, <laughs> bye. Uh, so, um. They look slightly like a collie dog and usually have rounded bristly tails and vary in weight, size, and color depending on the region that they're in. But I think you said the average male it was? Yeah. Is 44 pounds. Yeah, up so. to 44 pounds. Anywhere from uh, 8, eight. to 44 yeah. pounds because of the different breeds. Because, or... like, the ones that are in the desert are smaller. Yeah. The ones that are out in our area are larger. The ones that are out here are commonly uh, or koi be. wolves. Yeah, could be koi wolves, which is a breed uh, crossbreeding between a wolf and a coyote. Yeah, apparently coyotes can breed with wolves or dogs. Dog. Yeah, the koi dog they're called. So. And it's and. Oh, koi, because that's the first part of coyote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Like, oh, totally is. Yeah. Because wolves are also one of the only enemies that the coyote has. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wolves, uh, people, Humans. and uh, I cougars. Cougars, not the not the sexy older women. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, maybe those are those are the enemies main too. But... Those are the main prey of the silver fox. <laughs> No, they prey on the cubs. They the prey cubs. on the cubs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so no, uh, actually, so I I did. I'm lying. I did do some research on the other coyote too. I looked some stuff up. I may have googled it. Uh, the uh, the wolf, actually the lack thereof of wolves is one of the reasons the coyotes range is what it is they used to be mainly a prairie and plains animal yeah uh so like if you go back to the oh, yeah, pre that. the pre-colonial uh americas um you said western half of the continent. yeah they were they were like almost only found in the western half of the continent uh the louisiana purchase over uh be, and the reason being, the wolves were more prominent on the coastal, the coastal regions, 
Oh. Right? The mountain wolf and stuff uh-huh. and the timber wolf out in the west and the uh, well, whatever wolf it is out here. Right, but they didn't quite make it all the way to Oregon because the wolf, like Oregon, California, that area. That's the west. Right. The, the part in between. The, the, from the, like the plains over to the Cascades. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, because the wolves would eat them. Oh, right. The wolves are territorial, whereas coyotes are not. Uh, but we decimated the wolf population, and the coyotes breed much faster than the wolf, and they're less scared of people. Right. And so, they're, they're smaller. I, I mean, I assume, like, because they're smaller and they can be, they can, they're good at hiding. And Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, uh, so yeah, we decimated the wolves, they, so which, inc- which allowed for the spread of the coyote. And now in 2003, I think it was the first. No, it was uh, 2013. Oh, 2013. Sorry, I dropped 10 years off of that. Uh, 2013, uh, the first coyote was spotted on the southern side of the uh, Panama Canal. It was in eastern Panama, but it was the oh, okay. southern side of the canal. They'd never been below that. Re- they'd never crossed the Panama Canal before. Like, they'd never been spotted lower than Panama. How did they cross the canal? I don't know how they got the- across the canal. I didn't say that, but it said, like, they, they, they didn't swam. used to go as low as Panama. And then, like, they started going down to Panama, and now they're, they've been spotted on the other side of the Panama Canal. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. They are very prolific, like... Yeah, if you look at their territory map, it is literally all of America, most of Canada, up to Alaska, and then all of the South, uh, 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 Latin America, or not Latin America, Central America there. The Mexico, uh, Guatemala, Nicaragua. Uh, I'm remembering things from a well, geography class I've taken. We'll find out later they were in Nova Scotia. Like, they're all over. Yeah, most of Canada. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're... Uh, very uh, interesting. It did also say, or, you know, speaking of, there, our efforts to control and exterminate them um, seem to have produced an animal that is extremely alert and wary and well, well able to maintain itself. So they're smart and they've figured out ways around our, our stuff. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, what else do we have about the early stuff? Because I have stuff for for now, cool things. The early stuff. That I'll get to. Uh, the, during colonial. Oh, yeah. During uh, colonialization, uh, we, it's, so we tried to, you know, track when we encountered them and everything, going back through the history books. And uh, it's hard to track because they were quite often called foxes or wolves by early uh, Western settlers, or, you know, European settlers, I should say. Uh, what oh, they right. Would call them, they, yeah, they, they would, only knew about wolves, probably. Yeah, so they would sometimes be documented in writings as small wolf. That so The small wolf was near the encampment, and it was howling all night. But it, wolves don't really howl all night. They don't freak out like coyotes do, so it was probably coyotes. Or they would say, we spotted a large fox. Like a huge fox, but that's it was probably a coyote, but they they're not sure. So it was first uh, classified in I'm gonna say 1819. Scientifically, scientifically classified under the species and genus and phylum and. Yeah, I think uh, 1819 seems late. Yeah, totally late. 
we'd been here for a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, there was an America already, and we finally scientifically classified them in 1819 uh, by somebody using uh, Lewis and Clark's uh, logbooks, like their record books, oh, is okay. what he did. And he spotted the changes and differences because uh, they actually used to sketch all the animals they saw, the Lewis and Clark expedition. Makes sense. They, yeah, they... Like, I don't know if it was Lewis and Clark did it, or if they had an artist with them, or what. I don't remember. I watched that Ken Burns documentary, but it's really long, and his voice is so soothing that I fall asleep a lot. Whoever was, <laughs> whoever was narrating it, it was a wonderful, but very relaxing. Uh, so 1819, they found earlier. Uh, people talk about them, but uh, oh yeah, the guy who sorry, the guy who first classified them was Thomas Say was his name. Uh and then I found this really interesting. Like I there's a list of what the different languages called the coyote. All the different, native like native yeah, people and, of the area. Yeah, the Klamath, uh the Klamath Indians, they had uh it's Koho Kohaa was the the coyote. Which is Kohaa. Uh, was on the list, and kind that's of close to Coyote. I mean, like yeah, yeah. And I just thought it was cool because I grew up there uh, in that area, and I found that yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool that there's the... like obviously they had a name for it. I didn't expect to come across it on Wikipedia. That's all. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Uh, the French Canadian name for it, yes, Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, well, I didn't know if we want to talk a little bit about their mating and their feet you know like just more about look this is a family this is a family friendly podcast well, we'll all right not look, get too... when a mommy coyote <laughs> was a daddy coyote they, they were... are strictly monogamous oh that's crazy because uh i know wolves are not right what wolves are uh bigamists is that what it it's what it said oh. in the wikipedia thing it said wolves are bigamists <laughs> and sometimes monogamous called. They, but yeah, apparently coyotes are strictly monogamous. Maybe it's like more than one girl per dude is bigamist. Oh, I don't know. Should like, probably know that. Yeah, we should. Uh, they pair for two to three months before mating. Two to three months? That's longer than most teenagers these days. <laughs> <laughs> That's forever. Yeah. Do, do, uh, can you picture them with their little coyote paws swiping right? <laughs> Meet me at the sheep enclosure at noon. I think you kill her hot, yo. I'm. <laughs> It'd be like midnight, but. What did I say? Noon. Oh yeah, it's... <laughs> they don't show up and they don't do much during the day. Not well, much. I mean, they don't show themselves to us much. Maybe that's day. that's because they're all out on their tender dates. That's right. <laughs> I wonder what the what their phones would look like. <laughs> Coyote phones. <laughs> they have to be pretty big. Oh, I don't know. Because they mean that your pads are way bigger than our. No, but they're no, no, they're but they're they're smaller than dog feet, and they're more compact. So when you see tracks, it kind of look like a dog track, uh -huh. but it's uh, smaller and doesn't have the prominent claw marks. It could yeah. be a coyote. Oh. Yeah, wolves and dogs, their claw marks are evident, uh, but the wolf or but the coyotes is more compact and doesn't show the claw marks. <laughs> to say coyote. Do I? Am I saying it every time? It's so much more fun to say than coyote. 
Uh, and they live in dens, and they will, uh, they use the den to birth their young and to sleep. And, and what? They're not their dens originally. They're dens abandoned by other animals usually. Well, it says or hollowed out trees or like a natural hole in a rocky, rocky ledge. Yeah, yeah. but. But they'll I mean, move they'll, into an old beaver yeah. den, or beaver den, badger, badger den, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They don't dig their own dens because they're lazy. They just find something and move in. Well, I mean, why recreate the wheel, right? <laughs> fair point, fair point. Uh, and then uh, only 5 to 20% of coyote pups survive in the first year. See, I want to be sad for that, but also I have sheep. Right. So I, I was like, 5 to 20, that's a big number. That's too many. <laughs> uh, so, now that we've, we've talked about their habitat a little bit, mm-hmm. can we talk about maybe animal friendships? Oh, we can talk about that. Sure. Yeah. Did you guys know that, one, coyotes don't live in a family unit usually. Uh, they're, they're... they run with a pack, though, don't they? No, no, so they're kind of loners. But they come together to take down big prey, and they kind of go back. Like, what did it kept? It kept saying they were charismatic. No, <laughs> it, it, it used a word like that and loners at the same time. Interesting. Uh, what's another word for charismatic? Ah, oh, they used that word. I didn't print this part out. Uh, anyway, uh, they they'll hunt together real quick, and then they'll all go their own separate ways or whatever. Yeah. Right. So kind of loners, kind of not, but. They make friendships. They have friend coyotes uh, that overlap their zones. Oh, friend coyotes. Sometimes, yes. Uh, oh, let's talk about their zones real quick. Their hunting grounds. Well, I just... Oh, I had that in the feeding. Oh, well, then we'll ignore that. I'll go to that later. I guess you could just bring it in. It's... Their feeding territory can be as small as 0.15 miles... But as large as 24 square miles. 24 square miles. And that's because they can, oh, their movement was, how, how many miles a day they could cover? It was like 60 miles a day or something. I looked it up. If they can cover <laughs> a, a huge distance in a day. Well, they're fast. Like they can run up to 40 miles an hour. I can't run 40 miles an hour. I can't run 40 miles. Like, in my life. Like, if you add it up... I'm happy if I run a mile in an hour. (laughs) But you've you've run 40 miles as a human. She's done more than one marathon. Therefore, you have run more than 40 miles. I think if you added up every... Well, yeah. Yeah, in my life, if you added up every mile I've run, 15 tops. (laughs) Skateboarded. I've skateboarded, like, easily way more than that. (laughs) But running, no. Uh... So other best friends. Oh, they have other friends other than coyotes? Yes. And it is the badger. Yeah, the coyote and the badger will team up to hunt. Like, they, because they go after small prey. Uh-huh. And the, so the badger and the coyote will team up to dig up the small prey. Yeah. And, like, share the prey and eat it together. And the thing I was reading said it looks like a friendship because there's pictures with coyotes sleeping with badger pillows. What does that mean? The badger is sleeping and the coyote is resting its head on it. (laughs) 
Badgers are scary. No, <laughs> the two of them, they just get it off and they go walking around together and kicking it. I kind of want to watch that cartoon. But a coyote you know, and a badger. Yeah. Except that they would be murdering things the whole time. So it would be the most adorable <laughs> cartoon, but it would still be kind of uh, awesome. It's like Wiley e. Coyote and... Uh... Honey Badger don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you mix them. Uh... Um, as a real quick side note. Yes. Uh, the word adorable... I just need to apologize for my overuse of that word to you, Ashley. I know for the last week, for some reason, I have discovered rediscovered the word adorable. And like a toddler who learns a word, I'm just <laughs> using it. Everything is adorable. Everything is adorable to me right now. I don't Which, know Which, I mean, why. I guess is, I mean, that's a good thing. Like, it could be worse <laughs> words, but. <laughs> I just, I noticed it last night at work. I was just like, everything was adorable. You're like, that's adorable. That's adorable. She's adorable. Like, He's adorable. I love those pants. They're adorable. And then I was like, what? I've known that word before. Why am I just using it like I just learned it? So I want to apologize real quick. At the end of the show, we'll have that fence is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> this week in adorable fences. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... Real quick. Oh, yes. No, because we're at the 26-minute mark, and we've picked up a sponsor. No, have we? Yeah, and we're supposed to thank them of course. within the first half hour. Yes. Who is our sponsor? Well, I'd like to Fiberton know. Acres. <laughs> Fiberton Acres? That's right. Fiberton Acres. FibertonAcres.com for all your Fiberton fiber needs. <laughs> all right, back They've on. They've got crochet oh. hooks, knitting needles. That's true. Yarn. Drop spindles. Kits. Kits. Brand new kits. I just pointed uh, at the computer you for did. you all. <laughs> uh, really adorable little crocheted barn with the animals. What is it? It's adorable? It's, it's adorable little barn. <laughs> it is. I'm really hyper tonight, and I'm sorry. I'm Too sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Ashley's going to impart some more actual wisdom. Sorry. Oh, are we back from, from sponsor break? FiberTenAcres.com. Yeah, we're done. All right. <laughs> so I was going to... I don't know. Do we want to move into what they eat and what they should eat and what they shouldn't eat? <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Because Never mind, first, everyone. We're, we're, do we already cover the range, right? Yeah. So I forgot to mention in the range, mm -hmm. uh, part of the reason for their spread... No, because we are going to cover this later in a different part. Well, yeah, we'll get attacks. into yeah. what okay. they aren't supposed to eat. That's what <laughs> oh, I was get it. Oh, for. high five. Let's do a better one so they can hear. <laughs> oh, wait. <I> can't. <laughs> you just hit me in the face. <laughs> I got, you missed I got so hard there's a man down. Okay. That wasn't, that wasn't on accident. <laughs> Tell us what they're supposed to eat. Okay. What they're supposed to eat, or what they do eat out in the wild, are deer, rabbits, hares, rodents, birds, reptiles, amphibians, fish, invertebrates, and the occasional fruit. Uh, occasional I fruit. It sounds like they eat fruit. like me. <laughs> Sometimes I'll eat some fruit. Uh, which, I, don't, I mean, when we, I lived in Arizona, we would know 
that a coyote was around by its droppings because they would eat the prickly pear uh, off the cactus there. And they had very distinct seeds. Oh. So you could tell it was, because I mean, I guess there's a lot less for them to eat there. Well, well there's sounds... a lot of hares and rodents. And... Yeah, so I have a question about that. They basically eat anything little-ish. You said they eat hares. Yeah. So they have a tri trichophagia trichophagia right well they don't eat their Since own hair the or compulsive like just eating hair. of hair trichophagia <laughs> i meant like like a rabbit is also called like there's another like it's a hair oh okay. right yeah they don't just eat hair thought like, they had trichophagia if i'm saying that wrong i'm sorry i wonder i wonder what? if animals get that kind of obsessive hair eating yeah like how would they know mental... if it's an accident or if you're nervous? Like, would you ask? Like, would you ask the cat? Like, look, we've been getting a lot of hairballs. Is it just natural part of cleaning, or you're doing it because you're just upset? How does that to, make like, you feel? Like, watch <laughs> it constantly. Yeah, but you have like it would maybe be like, if you stress it out and then like chomping at its fur. Oh, we should probably well, yeah we should probably back to coyotes. <laughs> Although now I'm like. Is there a thing around, like, mental illness for animals? <laughs> I wonder, maybe we, okay, future episode, mental illness and animals, we'll look it up. Totally. I got a, kind of, I have a psych professor, I'll ask him, he, he'll be interested, he's weird. He's weird. <laughs> he's... Uh... What do you got? Okay, so, that's what they are supposed, are to, supposed eat. to eat, or what they can eat in the wild, which would be fine if that's, at least... For most of us, we would feel fine with that, uh, especially like the critters that we don't want in our garden. Uh, what about livestock? But yes, they eat livestock. Uh, that's actually one of the biggest reasons they are such a controversial animal, and that was one of the reasons I brought them up for this episode was because they have been hanging out real close lately. And just so you know, if you're watching a show that's kind of creepy. And then all of a sudden, here a pack of coyotes just losing it. Oh man, they have the creepiest noise. So creepy. Last night, I went wandering out into the woods trying to find. <laughs> I was like, I think this is okay. Everything's okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, it's just scaring them off. Oh right. Well, we can get back to we'll get back back to that. So, uh, 60% of, uh, predatory sheep deaths in America are caused by coyotes. Yeah, they're attributed to the predation of coyotes. Uh, so, that's, that's yeah, a that's, lot. That's a pretty high number. Yeah. Uh, it's because there's so many coyotes. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot of them, so they eat a lot of, uh, sheep. They, at our, the farm that we're at right now, have had issues um, they've lost some cattle, um, some calves, uh, they believe to coyotes, and then they've lost some of their chickens as well. Did you know there's, uh, actually Temple Grandin, uh, has come up with a solution to, uh, losing cattle to coyote attacks? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, the rewildification, uh, of cattle. Cattle Grandin is way cool. Yeah, no, she's awesome. That movie about her yeah, is check out really the interesting. Movie Temple Grandin, it's called. Temple, yeah, yeah, I think it's Temple Grandin. Uh, 
No, because in the wild, in their natural state, I guess, which I'm going to be honest here, I was ignorant of, and I was like, cattle have a wild state. Like, you'd think of cattle as just being around for... They're super domesticated now. But in the wild, if they're wild, uh, they're territorial and they're uh, aggressive. They can be aggressive, like a bull, like an aggressive bull. And they'll... They will attack a coyote that comes near their herd. It makes sense. I mean, because you think about, like, guard animals for livestock, and some of which are, like, donkeys or llamas, which are smaller than cows. And I always kind of wondered, like, why cows weren't... It's because they're so domesticated, they don't have that heightened adrenal response to things anymore. Okay. We've bred it out of them, but if you allow them to rewildificate, which is not a word, and I'm apologizing now for saying it. She said uh, rewilding. Rewilding. Okay, so I think rewildificate works. Yeah, okay. Works. If you allow them to <laughs> rewildificate, they will become defensive of their territory again. To cut down on. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought that was... I just thought it was interesting. It's so that... Uh, she was recommending it so that they could still give birth in the field and not have to be so sheltered and everything when they have young cattle with the young. Right. They, That's yeah. cool. I thought that was cool. She's awesome. Yeah, she's pretty phenomenal. Uh, so as I mentioned, there's several different thing uh, animals that are guard animals, uh-huh. which I really want to get a llama to be a guard llama. They will kick that coyote right in the face to death to death kick it uh, to death there's uh i, I want to say it's a, a picture i saw of a llama holding a coyote carcass in its mouth oh, <laughs> it was just like holding it up i was like oh dude uh, but you can also get livestock guard dogs which um our friends over at vicarious ranch that we were talking about they have the uh, anatolian yeah shepherds Natalia. Why did I remember that? I'm glad you did because I welcome. forgot. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, they're cool dogs. Yeah, uh, they talk about that on episode one of their podcast. Mm-hmm. They talk about getting the the dogs, and their first guard dog, which was Scouty, right? The uh, <laughs> well, three pound, yeah. uh, three pound little dog, not exactly gonna fight off a coyote. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a. Yeah, it's still smaller than a coyote. Yes. Uh, so, maybe we'll jump back to keeping them away, but I didn't know if we wanted to talk a little bit about attacks on humans. Oh, well, part of the reason for the attacks on humans. So, there's been uh, 60 no. attacks on humans. No. Oh, well, 160. Oh, 160 non-fatal attacks in the last uh, 30 years in America. Mostly in L.A. County, right? Two fatal attacks. Two fatal attacks in the last 30 years. Uh, one was in uh, Glendale, California, which I'm really pretty sure is in L.A. County. And uh, the other one, and that was a three-year-old girl. So a little yeah. human. So, yeah. boom, you know, they're small. But a 19-year-old girl in Nova Scotia was killed in a coyote attack. Uh, so the reason so many of these attacks are in, uh, L.A. County and, uh, 
popular. Yeah, or they're they mostly animal attacks. So domestic mm-hmm. animals get attacked a lot. Like dogs have to go into the vet really often. Is because uh, people uh, allow the coyote to acclimate to a neighborhood with people because they see a coyote and they want to look at it. Like, oh, don't bother. Look, let's look. And it's totally, like, I get that because I would totally be the one doing that. <laughs> like, I like I know when I was a kid, I've seen coyotes and been like, oh, I'm going to look at it. Right, totally. That's not what you're supposed to do. You have to chase that thing off. Be loud and run at it and be like, blah, 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 if, you, if that's all you got. Uh, we have a rattle can. Yes. Uh, it's a, uh, well, ours is a Pabst ribbon can. You can use any can. You can, you don't have to use PBR, but It's just know. better. It's more <laughs> effective if you use a Pabst Blue Ribbon can. Uh, it's a, it won a Blue Ribbon. Well, I'm just yeah. saying. That's why it's called that. Uh, you fill it up with some change. Mm-hmm. So beer cans are better because they have that wider mouth on them. For chugging. Oh, there you go. So you can fit quarters in there instead of just dimes. Oh, quarters in there? Yeah. Just like pennies. Well, it's more <laughs> effective if there's more money in there. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the higher the value. Uh, anyway, you shake that and it's loud and that scares them off. Or As a, Rick has skill, discovered. a skill I acquired pointlessly years ago, I think to impress some friends. Like, I think That's I had friends. That's usually why you... It's why I do pretty much everything in my life is to impress a friend. Yeah. Please love me. <laughs> um, this whole podcast, I just wanted to show show some friends that I was cool. Uh, <laughs> failed. Uh, whip cracking. I learned how to crack a whip, and then later I learned how to make a whip. And I read the thing about loud noises, scaring them off, and I was like, dude, a whip is a loud noise. And uh, we had some coyotes out here. I run out there. Ashley's rattling her can. And I cracked that whip once. And I watched three coyotes just take off. It was great. They totally it thought It sounds I was... like a gun. Yeah, they thought I was shooting at them. Yeah. It was awesome. So now I have a job at night. Yes. Is to, to make sure all the coyotes are scared. Yeah. That's my job. That's what we do. And we also have set up lights. um, Because coyotes do not like light on them. So, yeah, we have one light that's always on near the the sheep area. But then also um, a couple different motion sensor lights set up right now. Uh, I want more. So far, it has been working well. We also have an electric fence. But we also, yeah, we want to do a more intense setup. Yeah, I kind of just want to do it for fun. One of the things you can do... Oh, I love this idea. You can get a... Okay, they recommend all this, like, high-tech, yada yada. But I've come up with my own system. So I'm going to let you all in on my my idea. Yeah. Predatory animal noises. They don't like them. Right. So you get, like, uh, recordings of a wolf or a cougar. Not... Not an old lady at the bar trying to pick up, like, you know, hey, I'll buy you that drink there, young sailor. It could sailor. also just be people singing. What? Well, humans are one of the... Oh, it, maybe it could. Like a good ACDC song, maybe. <laughs> 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 
burning it. And you know what? I would go running if in the middle of the night, just back in black, started coming out of the middle of the woods. <laughs> I'd take off. I'm sure it would work on a coyote. Anyway, you get a cassette tape with that on it. Yeah. Right? Okay. And you you just like get some random of For those, those noises. Are younger, a cassette tape is <laughs> like a. It's a CD. It's on a magnetic disc, like a VCR. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. But take one of those. You take one of those, dude. Walkman. You put it in your Walkman. Then you stick it out there. <laughs> For those of you younger, <laughs> Walkman. <laughs> but a Walkman, man, you can set that thing on uh, uh, auto reverse. Plug in one of those little speakers on it, and just let that play all night. Because there, there are Walkmans that have the plug-in. Uh, oh. option 12 volt plug in too you can scoop up one of those but do you think then, if it's playing all night they'd get used to it like no because it, it, it be doesn't like... it's not constant right you just have segments in between on the tape oh. big prolonged silences and then all, and then all of a sudden, sudden a wolf noise right or then back in black starts playing and it just goes I think if we had it we would switch it up too like have yeah like, yeah coyote tape one coyote tape Right, Two. right. <laughs> like mixtapes. Yes, coyote our coyote mixtapes. If you guys want a coyote mixtape, oh go ahead and drop us a line. Coyote mixtapes. So yeah, if you want one. Like, it doesn't even have to be to scare coyotes. It can make just, you one. Yeah, it can just be for your own personal amusement. <laughs> Maybe you don't like sleeping eight hours at a time. And you like and to you be And you want to be... Startled awake. <laughs> Perfect. Or maybe you just hate your roommate. <laughs> oh yes. Um, Coyote anyway, mixtape is that's for you. One of the ways you can we'll scare have to them off. on our Etsy shop. Totally. Coyote mixtape. <laughs> four seconds of back in black on there for two of them. We won't even use the real song. It'll just be me doing that. <laughs> Uh, that's actually what the mixtape is. Uh, just us in person. <laughs> it's brilliant. I love it. So if 20, you need one of these. Three easy payments of 3333. <laughs> you can have a Your monthly own. delivery. I'll do it once a month. Right. <laughs> Why not? Oh, wait. We don't have anything to record a cassette with. Anymore. We are getting it. Are we? We're doing it. <laughs> oh, but I had to sell my VCR. Um, I had Empire Records on VHS. Uh, sorry, we've deterred the coyotes. Uh, well, that was, I mean, <clears throat> the big ones that I had. Oh, and I guess, yeah, we were just talking about oh, keeping them away. And you missed this. What which I thought I miss? Genetic research uh -huh. has shown that most of the uh, coyote attacks that occur on the East Coast, Northeast, up here, are not done by coyotes. They're actually done by koi wolves. Oh, back to the koi wolves. Yeah, because they're more aggr they're as aggressive and not human scared of the, or they're not human scared like the coyote is, uh -huh. but they're bigger and more aggressive. Like the wolf. Well, that's so, terrifying. Yes. <laughs> it is great. Um, so while I was wandering around in the woods looking for coyotes last night, I could have been attacked by a koi wolf. Yes, Good. you could have. All right. Uh, <laughs> no, coyotes now are reported to chase joggers and bicyclists. 
in uh, Portland, Oregon. No, I mean in <laughs> L.A. area. Then it would be, oh, gee, can you imagine a hipster coyote? Yeah. They're listening to their coyote mixtape. <laughs> they're like, I heard of this band before. Did you get that new, did you get that new Fiberton Acres mixtape? It's hot. <laughs> it's fire. Uh, we need Dude, someone who does graphics to make a coyote hipster for us, please. Yes. <laughs> can someone work on that? Uh, that might have to be our, our first t-shirt, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, speaking of t-shirts, uh, yeah. did you know you can get a t-shirt for you five can? or ten acres? Yeah. Uh, if you go to our blog or click on the link here where you found this, I think. Don't we have a link to it? We should. Uh, to our Patreon. Our Patreon. Which page, is yeah. patreon.com slash five or ten acres. Uh, you go there, you can sign up uh, as little as a dollar a month or whatever you want to give. And there's bonus stuff, man. Bonus podcasts, coffee mug if you sign up at a certain level, sign up at another level, t-shirt, coffee mug, bonus content. You get Whoa. the whole shebang. Uh, soon we will have the t-shirts available for general purchase. Uh, five or ten acres t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, when you someone should, makes us the coyote yeah, hipster. Yeah, we, we basically <laughs> just need a drawing of the coyote hipster. So. we Yeah, we need you guys to show the love. I mean, we're getting lots of plays. So yeah, we're listening. excited. You guys excited are listening. About, yeah. We just need, we need some tweets. We need some Facebook comments. We need uh, some Patreon followers. Uh, we need, yeah, let's blow this up. Let's That's, do this. I'm just saying. Like, Let don't us know just what listen. you want to hear about, too. Don't just listen. You gotta listen, you gotta like it, you gotta share it, you gotta review it. Oh. That's Ooh. that's your closing, that's your call to action at the end that you're supposed to do. Because I watched a YouTube video yeah. about getting more podcast oh, listeners, and it said you have to have a call to action at the end. Okay. So, call to here. action. Boom. Boom. Good work. <laughs> Thank you. High five. Oh, like that so wasn't my Facebook. <laughs> There's three on this episode alone. Uh, uh, sorry, everyone. So, yeah, that about wraps it up. Yeah. Uh, from so. Five or Ten Acres for the week. Thanks for listening, yeah. everybody. Uh, thanks, Lefty Five Strings, for letting us uh, use the old theme song. And thanks, thanks to all the apparatus for the, the brand new. new one. Yeah. Which the track is called The Aeronaut. Yeah, they're on iTunes. And other, oh, Amazon. Yeah, you can buy them on Amazon Music. Yeah. yeah. I've, I bought it. I've, I've owned three copies of this CD, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> well, and you can own your very own one if you want as yeah. well. You All know right. what? Let's let the folks listen to some of it. All right.